3: Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Yes, yes, I'm wearing it today. Y'all know this kiss of blood. Y'all know where that's from. Cancel Christmas. See you around the corner, homie. Where that from, man? Love. know where y'all from. Y'all from everywhere and y'all giving me love and I feel the support. Woo, it feel good to be the day after football. But you know how we start off every show. Well, what's up with that dude? Man, I'ma just save my football takes for a little bit later in this show because boy, I got a lot to say about what I saw last night. It's gonna be fun this year, especially if you're a Charger fan. Let's talk through that, oh man. First got Friday Swag Away. We got Everyday Swag Away and that's going through projecttransition.org. Y'all see it at the bottom of the screen. Log on. Leave your emails. Just simple. I want you a part of the team. Join us. Gatorade for everybody, right? And you can go a step further. You could donate to the cause. I don't care. Whatever it allows you to do. It could be one penny. It could be a dusty, rusty penny. Just donate it, all right? So you can help out the community, help out the kids, develop and amplify their power within. But you really wanna ball out and make the Hall of Fame? Biggerow, nigga-row. Well, you can make it a recurring donation. Weekly, monthly donation. That means, hey, I'm always gonna be entered into all the sweepstakes and I'm always hooking up them itty-bitties in the community who need to get to that fork in the road and go right, not just left. All right, and then I always look out for y'all as well. Poppin' tags, look at that I got today. Told y'all every day. Every day until 2037, I'm gonna show y'all a different jersey. Y'all thought I was out here playing them games. Oh, hold on, gotta get the front too. Look at that, that Houston. And then you gotta hit them with that, was that fabulous, popping them tags. You see that tag just fly right there? That's for you guys as well. Go to projecttransition.org. So, what happened to me yesterday after the show had to do a hip hop documentary with a friend and former coworker, Kelvin Washington. Y'all know Kelvin Washington, K-Dub as I call him. He works for Spectrum, has his own show there. I call him Wayne Brady Light, but he's actually even more talented than Wayne Brady to me. And Wayne Brady is at the top of the pyramid in terms of talent. Well, him and Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx at the top. Let me stop. Okay, so it's Jamie Foxx, then it's Wayne Brady. And then I think Kelvin, once he gets his opportunity, he's going to be passing Wayne Brady for sure. This dude is hilarious, man. Could do any impersonation, any impression, could just run the room. And he makes love to that camera, that teleprompter. That sucker there be getting it. That's my dog, man. We did radio for a couple years in Los Angeles, post Max Kellerman, right? So we did a hip-hop documentary, everybody's doing hip-hop 50, you know, and it was specific, as we say in LA, Pacific, (laughs) to West Coast rap, and boy, I had stories. I took them back to the Fresh Fest, that big riot that we had when we had Run DMC, LL, Cool J, Houdini, and the Beastie Boys for the first time. I told y'all that story before, I told them in depth that story, um... Talk about Warren G, Talk about Corrupt, Dad, Snoop, Dre, all that. Growing up in Compton, growing up how hard rap was, then how it got commercial, uh, how we borrowed it from the East Coast and then took it over and then they took it back and then the South grabbed it and never let it go, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. So it was fun, man. Look forward to seeing that documentary. Check it out when it comes out. Other than that, we were filming in my backyard. Let me just tell y'all, I think it's time for me to move. Um, And it's not because I don't like it here, love it here. Not because my family's not stable and secure here. It's because I think we're renting our home from these mosquitoes that are out here. I think we owe them money. (laughs) These mosquitoes out here gangbanging dog. I don't know what to wear now. What color gonna make them happy? They out here set tripping. Tearing me up to the point where you know you can't feel a mosquito land. For, they got the best brakes, best anti-shock, just land, soft feet, right? But when you see them, you, you know, you can catch them. I was seeing them in the air just like, dog, it's so many of us. You could kill me, homie. I ain't tripping. I got backup. And they were just tearing me up. And I read about them because I was like, what's going on? They were like, it's an infestation from Asia, they said something happened. And it's a gang of them in Florida and California right now. Y'all tell me if I'm telling the truth or not. Did I get suckered on Wikipedia and, and Google? Well, so I'm like, damn, they done made their way to the hood. They out here deep. And the craziest thing is when I was reading it too, do you know that only the female mosquitoes are the ones that bite? I was like, damn, the women run it in a, lot of, <laughs> in a lot of this animal kingdom. The women, you know, the lions and the lioness. Ugh. all he do is... Ugh. <laughs> she go get the food. <laughs> it's so crazy mosquitoes are the one out here biting and they want your protein to help them make more babies I was like, ah, that's where that comes from. Okay Now let me talk about somebody I truly respect and where he comes from He is residing in Los Angeles. His name is Magic Johnson and he got love for your boys I got love for him. This whole top section is from Magic Johnson on my book never shut up So, obviously, that's the big homie. Um, Well, now, he's a part of the NFL ownership group. He is a minority, minority owner, double minority, right? But he is an owner in the NFL. And he's been talking about that. So, I think this is an interesting story going into week one as we kicked off the season last night where we have a minority owner in Magic Johnson of the Washington Commanders. Uh, he talked about how significant the milestone was, how the NFL is the pinnacle of all sports leagues. We all know that, duh, right? And then he also talked about how black majority owners in the NFL have a challenge, right? To be a black majority owner and the challenge for minorities to just enter the league, let alone become a majority owner. All right, so. He anticipates being very emotional, obviously, during kickoff when they get it going, because he thinks that he is representing all African-Americans and minorities. And he says, quote, I'm happy to be one of the owners because I look like all of you. That's a powerful thing. We're going to talk about that power. So he believes his present benefits both the NFL and the commanders ownership group. Acknowledging the significance of his role, obviously his accomplishments on the court and then his accomplishments in the business world, you culminate that, that's a unique experience. A lot of people out there can look at Magic Johnson in one lane and see greatness, see another lane and see greatness and then combine them in one person, one brand. Most of the rest of the ownership group just got one lane. Amazing businessman and can't can't dribble got two left hands you know so that kind of situation so magic certainly sticks out in a group amongst other successful people uh one more quote from him before i get into this um he talked to the players and you know the players it's interesting we're going to talk through the relationship between ownership and the players because not all the players have a relationship with the owners obviously the creme de la creme do have a better chance and not always in relationship with the owners. But he says, look, to the players, you don't have to worry about no problems from this ownership group. Your job is just to concentrate on doing your job and having fun every Sunday, every Thursday or every Monday. That's it. And even Saturday late in the season. (laughs) So basically he was talking about him being a role player in the ownership group but now a role model to those outside of the scope of that building and the sport of football. What does Magic Johnson, his significance to ownership, his significance to people as being a owner? Let's talk through that. Because there's an importance of representation that I've confronted, that I've had a tug of war with, in terms of people needing someone else or desiring someone else that looks like them to be in a role, and that encourages them. And I don't think we slow down that statement enough to really understand what's at play. Because I do salute the fact that, hey, anybody who gets it, especially when it's rare, you should salute them, right? Why wow, I got that big ass Compton to Columbia sign there. I'm not the first to go from Compton to Columbia, I'm certain. I don't know who it is. Maybe they don't have a name or a Wikipedia page, but somebody from Compton went to Columbia, I would assume. But the reason I have that there on display is to show kind of what Magic Johnson is talking about. The uniqueness of that travel, that role, that transition from Magic Johnson being a basketball player to now Magic Johnson owning an NFL football team. King of all sports in America. And that's for me, you know, a guy growing up right there off Palm and Barron, right by Compton High School in and Slauson and Edgemar, who turns that into going to a school in New York that's an Ivy League that doesn't give out athletic scholarships. So I get where he's coming from. But I've always struggled also with the need of representation. Because as I just said, I didn't know anybody who did what I did even though somebody may have done it. And I'm not trying to claim I'm a pioneer. But at the same time, I had a pioneer spirit because I was like, no matter what I see, I know what I want and need to do. That's encouraging, that's empowering. And if you notice what representation does the best at, is encouraging people. But what about the people who already have that courage? Those people don't get talked about enough, the first two. You know we always talk about representation i hear it a lot from parents in class oh he's the only kid that is a b or c he's the only black kid he's the only tall kid he's the only nine year old he's the only fast kid and i always say you know there's some power in that being the only you know not only does it reflect to the masses that that person must be strong and that person must be unique and that person wow got a lot on their shoulders but also to that kid or whoever that person may be hey I'm comfortable everywhere I am, you know? I don't always need an outer shell for connectivity. It can be just through common experience. And we all know if we have lived and evolved in our living, that common experience brings us closer together in relationship than any other thing, right? You can walk into a room and see a bunch of tall people say, hey, I feel comfortable, everybody tall. You can walk in a room, everybody beautiful, you beautiful, all right. You can walk in a room and say everybody black, I'm black, all right. But then... Doesn't that room shift immediately from there? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, all these tall people, all of them ain't cool. <laughs> what are cool tall people, right? You start going down the nuts in the list, right? And that's what I'm talking about with this situation. When you are looking at a Magic Johnson, I want that representation to mean a ton to you. A ton to you. But I also want that encouragement to remind you to have courage even when you don't see that representation. Be the one. Don't wait for another one to come so you can be the two or the three or whatever it may be. So I just saw that and I was like, that is amazing. Salute to Magic Johnson once again, breaking more barriers. Even though we've had minority ownership before, actually I know one of them, um, in some hot water right now, so I'm gonna protect the guilty. Y'all do your Google search. Uh, It's not going so well for my man. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. But point being, I just wanna empower people. Um, this narrative that you always got to see something to do something no you don't because there's always a first and there's always a pioneer and even if you're not the first of the pioneer you just don't know that other person that did it. it is in you. You already have been built with that courage. You don't always need that encouragement. So what do you think the significance of Magic Johnson's ownership in the NFL is for the league? How about for the broader community? What do you think that impact looks like and why is it essential for players to have a supportive environment. This ain't Dan Snyder, y'all. <laughs> Magic Johnson upstairs, you know you are gonna have it good. Now it's just gonna be up to you to make it great on that football field. Yes, it's that day, it's Friday Swag Away. Love for you, love for you. Hook it up, go to projecttransition.org. Just leave your email, that's simple, that's all. Need you a part of the team. If not, donate. Okay, you want to start and ball out. Okay, donate the smallest amount. doesn't matter. Go big if you can. Go big or go home. Nice no, kidding. If not, you really want to be a Hall of Famer. You really want to go to the next level. Make it a recurring weekly, monthly donation. Love for the community. Love for the itty-bitties that we are helping develop and amplify the inner power they possess. And... I give you stuff like this, and I give the itty bitty stuff like this to incentivize them, because one thing I remember is getting all them A's and B's on my report card, and I love that, because I love school. Can't lie, I was just built for being a nerd. I love school. Wasn't the smartest kid in the world, but I was like, damn, I love it, I'm intrigued. But I do remember getting five dollars every time I got an A. (laughs) That matter, I I don't care. Five dollars for an A? (laughs) I'm studying all night long. Cats like, dog, it's only $5. I was like, so? It's five more than I got, fool, so I'm going to study. So I'm going to always hook you guys up as well. Now, let's talk about Chandler Jones, because he doesn't think that the Raiders are hooking him up right now. Matter of fact, he's like, yeah, y'all sending this crisis team over here acting like I need some help. Ah... The joke's on you. Okay, so he's calling them out right now. We know who Chandler Jones is, defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders. I just got to give y'all a little love on this dude because when I watch Chandler Jones play, I'm like, ah, dang. I mean, he may, Julius Peppers may be the one, but most unheralded, like, Julius Peppers got more love than Chandler Jones, but Chandler Jones going to end up on that sack list top 20? And people don't talk about him like that. He is next level. But anyway, they talking bad about him in Vegas right now. Um, So he shared a picture of a badge belonging to a crisis response team member. And he claimed that they told him, quote, you're in danger. All right. And this is all starting from him not being a part of the team right now. The threat and the question of him not playing this week. And made him go to social media. Post things, delete things, but the point is he got some of it off his chest. Here's one of the quotes. Now I understand why players turn to social media. At first I frowned upon it, but it's our only outlet. If I didn't do this, it would have been kept under wraps. Now he posted a gang of stuff, but I think the crux of the issue is he had this text exchange allegedly you gotta say allegedly because you don't know if that's really josh mcdaniel's number but <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do too somebody ever say i got a text from marcel saying this? i'm like allegedly that ain't my number and then change my number didn't go have of receipts i'm like those are not my receipts something like that right so in this situation he showed that um he was going back and forth with head coach josh mcdaniel's and in that situation jones said uh that he had a willingness to cooperate if he was allowed to play in the upcoming season opener. And I'm like, I will cooperate if I am allowed to play in the season opener. How y'all get this tangled up as a coach and good player, star player, to the point where he gotta cooperate just to play? And then it's on you, and it sounds like you're reluctant to letting them play. Now, they're all be a mum about this situation, but you know me. I'm going to go HD on this story, hypothetical detective. Coach McDaniels referred to Jones' situation as a personal situation in a private manner. Of course he did, right? He don't want to step in it anymore out there, or he he knows it. So, the Raiders did not provide a public comment on it, and they spoke. he's not supposed to speak to the media, Coach McDaniels, but... They do have an open locker room afterward, and that open locker room is an open season for this line of questioning. It will go. And then they asked if the Raiders will let him play on Sunday in the season opener. Guess what he said? Chandler was like, I won't share anything else. Okay. First, let's just start right here before we get to what we think this really is. What do you do? when there's beef with the boss, ah, the boss. In the NFL, it may feel like the owner is the boss, but let me just tell you, the owner is not as informed as you would think he is to be the boss. So for him to make a decision on you, he's going to look first at his head coach, general manager, team president, that tier first. That's where he goes. He's going to sit there and say, I got an opinion, but from my vantage point, it looks like this. But you guys are in the weeds. Tell me what is really going on. So in this situation, the boss is Josh McDaniels. What do y'all do when you got an issue at work? Don't act like y'all all all just confront him. Don't act like y'all all all just say, I'm going to get it off my chest. There's a way to massage a situation where you can express yourself fully, but not disrespect the environment and more importantly, not upend the relationship, because no matter how you feel, you are a subordinate to them. Don't believe me. OK. Can Chandler Jones get Josh McDaniels fired? Not by himself. <laughs> he could try. Nope. That DN is, is going to be the end of that DN. Right. But the flip can happen whether it's justified or not. Josh McDaniels could go up there with all kind of receipts and all kind of stories. And it could be real. It could be fake propaganda. And next thing you know, the owner's like, oh, we can't have that. Can't have all that. You can see, I can see it right now. Mark Davis like, oh, we can't have all that. He's doing what? He's contaminating what? He's the bad apple that's spoiling a bunch. Oh, no, no, we can't have that. So that's how the game works. That's why there is something at play when you are talking to your boss. And Chandler has to tread lightly, even though sounds like he's stomping through the yard, right? He ain't tripping. Okay, Chandler Jones is in a situation where they're looking at him like, man, you just won a 53, even though you a special one. But a lot of that is the history of you. How much of that is the present future version of you? So that's always starting point. Like you receive the person's message based on the production of that person in football. In all sports, being real. Um, So you're looking at him like, all right, what's the issue? There's a couple of plays here. One, Chandler Jones may be going through a mental health episode. Um, That's something that we term it now, but basically he could be in the funk. He could be dealing with something, whatever that is. I'm not going to put that on him. And as a matter of fact, I think a lot of times people use that as cover, as scapegoat. When I've known guys who have been professed as having an issue, but in reality, They just didn't, they just wasn't acting right. They just wasn't trying hard. They just wasn't into it, you know what I mean? And you can cover it and say mental health, and it's unfortunate that people do that because some people are really suffering from mental health issues, real ones. I'm talking about clinical ones. I'm talking about prescription ones. I'm talking about, ah, we need some help, bruh. And you can't do anything about it, right? And that line is blurry. So it could be mental health. But, so then we go beyond that with Chandler Jones. Disgruntled, right? Just unhappy. When you become so accomplished at something and people don't give you your proper reverence, that's part of the reason guys retire. Part of the reason guys retire, you're like, he can still play or he can still ball. It's just he doesn't feel that he is now being as anointed as he should be or as anointed as he once was. And boy, it happened to me on a much smaller scale, but it happened. When you walk around, you know how they look at you. You know how they give you high esteem. You know how they revere you. And then all of a sudden, they just looking at you different, or they ain't giving you that eye contact. This is when you know it's a problem. When you demand, this is how coach used to say it. Hey, y'all, everybody huddle up. I want you to know that we need to go out there and ball out and win this game. Did you notice that he didn't break eye contact with you at all? I've been that guy where coach is like, we need to go out there and go get it. (laughs) And that's an honor, right? And then you get into a situation when you ain't the man, he be like, yeah, we, we need to. And you're like, I'm right here. (laughs) We need to go get it, right? And then you're like, yeah, everybody in here. I need you, baby. You know you got this. Y'all killing it. You're like. You just be, y- y'all ever been there? Teen, you can be at your meeting at work. Yo, <laughs> And boy, it could be that with Chandler Jones. Who knows? But the point of it is, this ain't the way to go get it. This is my biggest issue with cats. Dog, do not put the ego in negotiations, even though negotiations got an ego in the word. <laughs> right? Calm down, dog. Do not front these dudes on Front Street. They will hook you up on the back street. They really will. So in this situation, it's all out there. They're trying their best because they know that they're probably going to smooth this over to keep it close to the vest, not let too much out. At least the organization is, but Chandler already put so much out there. So y'all tell me how y'all think this is going to go down. How you think this relationship is going to play out? And you think Chandler Jones gonna suit up. Let's just be real about that. And it's crazy how the social media aspect kicked in and it gave him a channel. And you may think that channel is something that's gonna broadcast your message properly, right? I'm gonna let the world know and set it straight, set the record straight. But I remind you, you ever been arrested? You ever been apprehended? They read you your rights. And they always say, you got the right to remain silent. And then they pause. And you know what they saying when they pause in their head? This fool better not say nothing because it's all going to be used against you in the court of law. Chandler, as much as you think you're setting the record straight, man, they're going to use all of this in the court of negotiation. I just love doing this. I love doing this with y'all. It's so fulfilling. Stirring up a lot of emotions in me right now. I ain't even going to go too deep into it. But I'm going to tell y'all this. Since I went to that mental health reset course, stirring up some dirt. Man, I had a nightmare last night. I never had a nightmare so bad that I woke up and I was almost like not happy, but just like in the okay, tranquil, good mood. I'm going to give it to you real quick after I give it to you like this. Friday swag away never shut up. Got to hook you up projecttransition.org. You can get jerseys like these, I told you, every single day to 2039, I'm gonna hook y'all up with a different jersey every single day. That's how deep we roll. We are out there to help these kids develop and amplify their inner power and display it for the world because I'm greater than all my greatest excuses. Oh, I love that. All right, now let me tell you about this nightmare. Man, this is crazy, I shouldn't even say it. People say that, but I'm like, man, you can say anything. Ain't gonna mean it gonna happen. All right, people are like, don't say that. It might happen. I'm going to win a billion dollars today. A billion dollars. No, it ain't going to happen. All right. Well, then if it ain't going to happen on the good, it ain't going to happen on the bad. I ain't scared of no damn voodoo. All right. I had a dream last night that uh, it was like we had some parties, some weird place like we were growing up. And my, sh- my sister got shot for real. Um, but the thing about it wasn't, I know y'all are like, damn dog. And I'm like, let me tell you how it ended. So, my sister got shot and she just was looking at me like kind of helpless like, ah! And I was like, ah! And then I woke up. And you know when you wake up from that, typically you like scared, call your sister, you okay? You just like feeling tremors and everything. I woke up having to address my lack of vulnerability. Now, how do I tie that together, right? So y'all know me, I'm scared of only one thing, death, right? So I see something that happens to anybody around me. I'm like, ah, and what I do is keep a safe distance from people at times, just in case something happens to them. I don't feel so vulnerable, all wrapped up in them. So it basically was a wake up call. It was a shot at me to, hey, get that connection even tighter with your sister. And me and my sister are the closest. But it's like, nah, dog, stop faking it. Stop that fake 100%. You ever run wind sprints in front of a coach? And he'd be like, good job. And you be inside like, I ain't even run my hardest. He said that was good. Now that's your new norm, right? If he thinks that's fast, he thinks that's 100%, that's all I'm going to give him unless you challenge yourself. I am challenging myself right now for my sister to get even tighter and all of you guys. But I ain't going to lie, it's going to be a roller coaster ride because I hate being vulnerable. <laughs> Can't lie to y'all. All right, let's talk about Pat McAfee. And his show, because it sounds like he put it out there to be vulnerable to all y'all criticism for a few months there. But now it's real. It happened. And it was on ESPN with, you know, who his first guest was. Stop playing. Stop playing. Aaron Rodgers himself. Right. So Aaron Rodgers got on there. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers heard y'all as well. He heard the complaints. Uh, He came on there, let's just say unfiltered with his opinions and uh Topics that he wanted to talk about and you know There's always that hesitation when Aaron Rodgers is in a building from Madison Avenue You know from mainstream media because uh, Aaron Rodgers can go there on COVID 19 He can go there on the media and his biases He likes to talk about the government and not necessarily in the narrative that everyone's allowing He doesn't talk always left as you say, right? So he'll give his topics uh, and his thoughts on those topics all kind of directions. Well, Aaron said, look, I will not be censoring myself. I feel like we need to do some episodes where we do what South Park did that one time and try to break the record for how many times they can curse. And they did do some cursing on this episode. So the funniest thing about it all is how this is now the new iteration of the show. And it's really just, the platform has changed, the megaphone volume is louder, and it's a weird louder. Let's talk through that because that's what I want to get to. As they were leaving the show, dropping the F-bomb, y'all catch it, I don't know, you know, and then the show signs off ESPN. Like, what platform is this, what's the difference, and what's the difference in the show? First of all, let me salute once again Pat McAfee, who is an inspiration. Without a Pat McAfee, I am still at Fox. I can't lie. Now, some of y'all be like, damn, should have never been a Pat McAfee. What the hell are you doing, you stupid? No, 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 sir. Not me. Um, that dude inspired me. And I got a clip out there that I'm actually posted to social. I did it on a different interview. But basically, I was like, Pat McAfee, 2017, comes to ESPN, wants a job. They like, nah, B, we good. I'm there with two jobs. I look up five, six years later, not only are they paying him the most in the industry to come back, the same guy who they wouldn't give a job to, but two, he lapped everybody in our field a thousand times. I look like, what engine am I? What's in my car? What's under my hood? And it wasn't just like me the driver, it was like, what kind of car I got? Platform, let's talk through it. Okay, so. Salute to that former special teamer, that punter who had to set the tone. Anybody ever play special teams know one thing about it. You better be a tone setter, especially on kickoff. Run down there, bow, lay some wood. Let them know we're here to play games, right? And we ain't playing no games. (laughs) So that's the funniest thing about it. Pat McAfee came out blasting, came out with Aaron Rodgers, came out with the curse words to really tell y'all, In case you forgot, ain't nothing going to change. You know what I'm saying? I ain't playing games, and I ain't playing games. So that's what it was. And I like that because when you come out, you got to be intentional. You got to be a person that lets everyone know, no, this is how it's going to go. This is my opening kickoff. I'm letting y'all know this is how it's going to be. And I thought that was great. But the second part about it was his platform, not only did he still have YouTube, but ESPN Plus and ESPN So obviously, the megaphone is louder. But do you know that YouTube is the second most search engine in the world behind only its owner, Google? So when you talk about finding information, when you talk about finding content, when you talk about searching the net, there's only one place you could go that's even grander than YouTube. It's Google, and ain't they the same? So, it's crazy. He has not only a partnership with ESPN, ESPN Plus, and all that, but also, number two, most search in terms of content, in terms of personalities, in terms of information. McAfee out here winning, y'all. So, I know y'all watched it. Don't act like you didn't. And let's stop this whole, like, oh, you left the establishment or you're back with the establishment. Let's just talk about the content. Y'all like it? You love it? Or you think it was the same? Or you think he switched it up a little bit? Uh, Was the profanity forced a little too much? Or are you just like, hey, that's how the show goes. Let's keep it rolling over here. I just think that he had to do it. So maybe he dropped a couple more than he wanted to, than he needed to, but it was just because he had to. He had to let everybody know, hey, a new sheriff in town who just happens to be the old sheriff from over there across town. Yes, I wrote a bestseller. They told me, ah, oh, man, this is Never Shut Up. And this is your book. All you got to do is leave your email. Leave your email projecttransition.org or donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, or donate recurring donation like weekly, monthly. Help out the itty-bitties out there. Help the people in the community, man. Develop and amplify the inner power. Yes, I can say it poetically too, damn it. And I can hook you up with this jersey. I'm hooking these kids up. You should see the questions I get from these kids. Our database is is 18,000, 18,000 itty-bitties, and they just send in these questions, and then we answer them in our monthly check-ins. It's just amazing. Love you guys, man. Keep this going. Support these kids so they can have prizes, incentives, and scholarships, ultimately, for them doing the right thing. So every single penny counts. Every single dollar counts more. (laughs) Let's get into it. All right, here's our bonus topic right now. It's the NFL No Cap Recap. Let's talk about it. Damn it, No Cap Recap. Watch that game last night. I want to do this. I'm just going to give you guys, I'm not going to go Telestrator. I'm not going to go, oh, watch this interior line. I'm just going to tell y'all what I saw, and it's going to be high level seeing this. All right, so we watched that game last night. Chiefs versus Lions. All right, here's the takeaways. Ready? everyone's talking about the four drops. All right. Let me tell you how those four drops plays out on the team. First thing is Patrick Mahomes is stuck. Nothing worse than this, where you got to suck it up for the team. When you know that Patrick Mahomes, one moment in the first half of that game, I was like, this dude is playing the highest level of quarterback ever, right? Even without Travis Kelsey. At the same time, That was one of the best games you ever seen from somebody who threw for, what, 230 yards or whatever. One touchdown, one pick. (laughs) It was like very standard game on a stat sheet. But when you watched him manipulate circumstances, oh, you saw something special, right? But it is Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the game right now, hands down. But four drops. So Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden gets stuck, right? Persona. Go out there. Deal with this. Be a leader identity who I really am. Hold up. Wait a minute. Light his ass up later. <laughs> so you go out there, podium talk. You got to do it. Oh, well, you know, guys need to step up. You know, um, we have been talking about it the whole off season. Wanted everybody to know that we're going to get everyone's best shot. And now, you know, they didn't believe me or now they know for themselves how real it is. Right. It's not just the bullets are live in week one for everybody, but when you're the Super Bowl champions and you've got a dynasty going right now, the caliber of those bullets go up as well, right? And that's what the Chiefs were dealing with. So those four drops, oh, come on, what the hell? This is how you catch a football, y'all. You always start out with a triangle. Start there, okay? Then you start spreading, make your hands bigger, right? Then you gotta make sure that you have repetitive motions. You ever see somebody on the jugs machine? (laughs) That thing, you can go 10 miles an hour, 20, 50, 100, they knock all this. So the thing is, you got to get repetitive movements so that you can have a baseline. Then you build up on that. So what happens when people drop the ball is very simple. Either your mind is ahead of where you are in the process of repeating those baseline movements, or your body is out of alignment or ahead of you doing that. So you ever see somebody drop the ball like this? (laughs) Because you ain't looking at it, right? Eyes. (laughs) Then, I'm trying to score. I'm trying to make a move. Or, oh my God, the ball's coming. I'm about to score. Your mind's already in the end zone. Droppy. Mind, body. It's an experience right in that triangle. Second thing is, The perfect pass is not the one that you like, oh, I hit him in the hands, I hit him in the chest. The perfect pass is the pass he can't drop. And Patrick Mahomes is great. All those passes should have been caught. But none of those were like perfect passes. And the chances of you ever getting a perfect pass, and that's why you got to work that together. I always tell quarterbacks, and I always heard it, the perfect pass is the one he can't drop. So that keeps Patrick Mahomes in because Patrick Mahomes could go to the meeting room and be like, these suckers dropping all these dimes. They are. But how do you keep Patrick Mahomes accountable? A coach will always be like, well, the perfect pass is the one he can't drop. One of them, you saw Kamar, he was turning. Now, nine times out of ten, matter of fact, ten times out of ten, he should catch it. <laughs> Eleven times out of ten, he should catch it. But point is, what perfect? But it was good enough. So I saw that. They're going to have some um, issues, some team-building exercises going on. Everybody going to be side-eyeing receiver groups. Like, come on, y'all. Stop playing. That's what I saw. Other than that, the Kelsey effect, I told you it wouldn't be that great. They would have won that game. Kelsey played. Stop playing. Detroit played great. Detroit's going to be a good team this year. Everybody knows that. Everybody sees that coming. Um, but the Kelsey effect, I didn't see, I didn't see Kelsey out there, so I didn't see the security blanket. But what I did see is Andy Reid and the Andy Reid way, which is I'm going to empower all the rest of you guys to go out there and make up the difference. And he did. What did he hit? Like 11 different receivers? Eight in the first half? So that's what Andy Reid does. He's been doing it since Philly days when he used to be beating me down when I was in the league. Andy Reid going to find a way to get that ball to somebody who's going to catch it. That's a fact. And he did it last night. Patrick Mahomes was balling out of control. Forget the stat line. And they just missing two of their three best players. (laughs) Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. Simple as that. So that was my NFL no cap recap, basically. Chiefs going to be fine. Chiefs, uh, I said it all along. They are one Travis Kelsey injury away from being right where you need to be if you any other team that's close, like the LA Chargers that I root for, uh, like Buffalo Bills who are out there that I root for and play for, et cetera. Um, football will always show you it's a team game, no matter how you want to see it. Through injury, through performance, through bad performances, good performances, doesn't matter, we need each other. As great as Patrick Mahomes is, didn't he need some Travis Kelsey? As great as Patrick Mahomes is, didn't he need those receivers to hold on to the ball? That's where the game is. All right, y'all, let's mess up some comments. Funk up some comments. Funk up some comments, yeah. Let's talk about Nick Bosa getting all that money. Would the Niners have been able to pay him like they did if they had that big quarterback contract? Bosa got paid at the right time. I'm sure they would have found a way to pay him big either way, but not having an active giant quarterback contract definitely helped. Oh, you already know what it is, right? Shoot, you get your allowance and you don't buy, you, you don't buy that big bag of chips, you could get a lot of little candy. <laughs> and now, since they ain't buy that quarterback, they even bought another bag but a big bag of candy because, boy, both will be turning that corner. Jones is sitting in KC wondering where his money is at, LOL. I don't know why. And it was weird to see him in the box, which is like, that lets me know it's not as contentious as it can be. I mean, it's a big-ass stadium. I played in Arrowhead, so you can literally not see somebody, duh. But he was sitting there in the luxury box just chilling. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, sounds like soon you're going to come back, I would hope. By week eight for sure, but hopefully even before that. All right. Somebody said, ooh, not even the third best DN in the NFL. When white guy get paid, they're celebrated. LOL. I've heard not one analyst give pushback on signing. Funny. Damn. Everything racial. Nick Bosa a beast. I don't care if he orange. <laughs> everything racial. Well, is Jalen Hurts the third best quarterback in the league? I ain't hear no pushback on that signing. Quarterback regression. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, Stafford, Mayfield, and Wilson are washed. Damn. Here we go. I really appreciate your take on football things. It's impossible as humans to form and express an opinion without inserting your own biases and points of view. But you at least try to come at every situation as cleanly as you can, as you can. And that's all anyone can ask. When you express an opinion about my team and its players, I may not always agree with you, but I have to take it seriously because it comes from a lot of experience and wisdom. I appreciate that. That's a beautiful comment. You're going to make me cry. See? First, I had a nightmare that made me happy, and now you're going to make me cry. Let me stop. All right, ESPN and Charter. I started out with a $99 cable bill. That included basic cable, one box, one DVR, phone service, and high-speed internet. Now, I bought a modem, switched the Magic Jack from phone, and went down to the most basic of cable channels. And yet, my spectrum bill double at nearly $200 a month. Seriously, I don't know how they are doing it. And now, Disney ESPN is pulling this crap. When I finally cut the cord, which is fast approaching, I won't be going to satellite or a la carte streaming services. I'll find the cheapest internet, which I'm guessing will eventually be Starlink, Hmm. Thank you for that note. And that will be my only bill. That gives me YouTube, Rumble, and every bootleg site I know of and all the ones I haven't discovered yet. As far as live sports, I might be done. What? No, see? Uh Uh-oh. No deal. Mm Mm-mm. Besides the players moaning about the pay cut they are about to get hit with, will be the best sports entertainment I can think of. You wrong. Plus, AI is going to be my new best friend. Damn. All right. You sound like you got you on a mission to hurt some feelings, <laughs> but thanks for all those hookups i'm gonna star i'm a star this actual response and comment just because you hooked me up with some information I've never heard of. Real sports coming to an end. Brian Gumble will truly be missed. you ain't lying. this one is close to my heart. Real sports has introduced so many great stories that has changed and enlightened. Uh, On so many hidden topics, I grew a love for F1 racing from his story on Lewis Hamilton. Mr. Brian Glombo will truly be missed. I know I love that story. I saw that one, too. I was like, damn, he a superstar. Superstar. Wiley is very insightful and doesn't yell, but he does ice skate. I hope he gets his bag, like, very soon. Get that money, Wiley. Pat McAfee started independent, went corporate, and got paid. Your payday is coming by doing it the right way. More ice skating. (laughs) What? All right, got paid. I got paid on the field, I got paid up there. Now I'm getting paid over here, what do you mean ice skating? Um, I know what you mean by ice skating in this way. I am not a hater. I disagree with stuff, I'll call people out, but I don't go that, I know where you talking. Like, I don't put hot sauce on stuff. And sometimes I'll be thinking like, I should put hot sauce on stuff, but in real life, ain't nothing worth hot sauce. <laughs> like, dog. I do not fight, I do not argue. I disagree with some, some, some funk. <laughs> I disagree with some heat, but I don't go there. I don't, mm, Just not built like that. I, I see everyone's perspective. Some people's this much, some people this much, right? But the point is, I just don't go there. Maybe that's going to keep me back in life. Maybe that's going to hurt me. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. Finish it with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. Impatience leads to a solution worse than your problem. Mm, mm, mm. Impatience, I can't wait, I can't wait, I gotta do it. Leads to a solution, I got it, that's worse than your problem. Damn it, that ain't it. Oh man, you ever been there? You wanna know why you got there? How you got there? Cause timing is everything. Woo! I hear, and I've never done this, but they say it, to bake a souffle, it has to come out at the right, proper, perfect time. It's kinda how life goes, man. You ever want something and got it? You're like, uh-oh, way too much, too fast. You ever want something, didn't get it, and then you're all frustrated, and then you're like, ooh, thank you, I didn't get that because that didn't turn out so well, <laughs> right? A lot of things, man. I've been offered so many things, good, bad, and ugly, and I, I don't know what I'm batting, my batting percentage on the, the home runs and the strikeouts, but the point is I do know that I have to be patient. Um, growing this channel, growing Brinks TV, um, growing Project Transition, you got to be patient. And one thing we don't notice when we're trying to be patient, because we're always focused on the sky. We're always focused on the ceiling. We're always focused on who's up there. We're always focused on who's next to who us doing it, is how that floor is still rising. You ever think about the floor rising, not just how high the ceiling is? The floor is rising. That means day one, you put your first video out. You got 11 views. Day two, you put your second video out. You got nine views. You're like, damn, fell off already. But you got four views from yesterday's video too. That's 13, 11 to 13 cumulative. Most people don't think it in those terms. They think I went from 11 to 9. Man, man, man. Come on, man. Don't beat yourself up. Got to be your biggest cheerleader. Know that in any situation, you stay in it. You stay at it. Your floor going to rise. And that's what I try to teach my itty-bitties all the time, whether it's my kids or the kids I touch in the community in terms of impact. I'm like, look, man, stay in it. Stay with it. That's how you go get it. But you can't be impatient. You can't be looking up there and be like, ah, why he way ahead of me? Can't be looking over there, why he way in front of me? Just remember, man, that floor is rising as well. So never, ever give up on yourself and never, ever rush yourself. Try and get there, but don't be impatient because impatience leads to a solution worse than your problem. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming, because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon.
1: Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
0: Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout.